0: Korea On Screen is our weekly chance to deconstruct Korean culture and figure out how things fit together through the eyes of mass media, particularly movies, which are relevant this weekend as we consider the Yu-Gi-Oh! anniversary, the date that started the Korean War. 67 years ago, that date first arrived, 1950, starting the war on the Korean Peninsula, and it has been the subject of some major, major films. We've got our filmmaker and Korean film commentator Won Sook Chin in the studio. Hi, Won Sook. Hi. Great to have you here. Uh, thanks for having me again. Yeah. Um, so, war movies. I mean, everybody likes a war movie. It stirs up passions
1: especially when you're younger like when you're kids uh yeah you, when you're a kid you love war movies uh what's your like do you have any favorite uh, Korea, uh war movie in war general movies
0: in general um when I was a little younger, those, all of those Vietnam movies were coming out. Sort of the, the, the new generation mm. of realist cinema, Platoon. Sure. And uh, there was at least uh, three or four Full movies. Full Metal Jacket. Full Metal Jacket was was uh, out. And so it was this um, non-glossy sort of take on war. It was war as hell kind of thing. Right. And then, of course, Saving Private Ryan came out year, a few years later at some point. Uh, so you got this real gritty look at war. Uh, they weren't the war movies of my childhood, childhood, which were sort of, you know, the more, uh, jingoistic hero movies but they were sort of a look at the terror of war.
1: Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. I mean, uh, you know, when you watch Hollywood movies, uh, you know, they talk about a Vietnam War, but of course, you know, years back, you know, you talk about World War II. Mm. Uh, but you don't really have many Korean war movies. I'm talking about movies from Hollywood. Yes. Uh, there were some some movies, like I think there was a Battle Hymn was one of them. Possibly, I'm not familiar with that. Yeah, yeah, that was a movie with a Rock Hudson. Mm. It came out in the, actually, so in the mid uh, Mid fifties and late fifties, uh, they made uh, some uh, several movies about Korean War, but in general, the, in the West, you know, Korean War is considered as the forgotten war.
0: Forgotten war. I mean, there was Mash, right? Mash the the movie. Sure, sure. Uh, and this kind of predates me a little bit, but the, then the twelve uh, year television series, which is a huge hit. Mm-hmm. But they weren't really. We weren't going
1: really uh, happy about that show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they, they weren't really going for accuracy. They'd bring in you know whatever Vietnamese Chinese you can play Koreans, that's fine, and they shot it in California so. <laughs> I've actually seen the mash Mountain in California where they where they shot it
1: yeah so so, so it is considered as the forgotten war, but uh it's never forgotten in Korea, yeah. And, uh, you know, we live with its scars, you know, even in, uh, to this day. Yes. Uh, so, you know, what's interesting about, uh, uh, how the war has been depicted in movies, you know, of course, uh, has changed, you know, with the political, uh, you know, uh, climate mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, just as the times, you know, uh, change. And, uh, in Korea, of course, we we uh, we had this w- Korean War is a very important part of our history. So we deal with the Korean War in movies. And in the sixties and seventies, uh, Korean War movies um, had a very simple anti-communist message. You know, North Korea was evil and bad, and we have to defeat them. Yes, but uh, since the nineties. Uh, you know, the war movies had become more sort of revisionist. And a couple of weeks ago, you know, we talked about this, uh, movie called The Nambugun, mm-hmm. a movie from 1990, uh, which, uh, you know, was told from a North Korean a person's uh, point of view, uh, which was very unusual at the time. Yes. And, uh, you know, war movies, uh, however, were never a popular genre. You know, first of all, you know, it was very expensive to make. And its message can be very polarizing. Mm-hmm. So, all these things, you know, changed in the, uh, the mid-2000s, uh, uh, you know, 2004 when Kang Jagu uh, a Korean director who had a huge success with a film called A Shiri. That, that was about then, a
0: North Korean agent, too, right?
1: Yeah, that was a kind of a, it's an action film yeah. about a North Korean spy, you know, who is in uh, South Korea. There was a terror attack and there's a melodrama and everything. And that movie was a huge hit. Mm-hmm. And based on the success of the film, he was able to make his, uh, sort of the most ambitious film called Teguki <laughs> Finalimyo." That's the Korean title. In English, it's called the Brotherhood of War.
0: It's kind of a longish title. You don't expect films usually to have a sub- title, right? Or a subhead.
1: Well, because Teguki, uh, we of course the Koreans know what it is. It's a Korean flag yes. uh, in Korean. But uh, you know, out of South Korea, you know, they don't know what Teguki means, so you have to kind of have a subtitle. <laughs> Teguki. <laughs> I, I would bro- yeah. But the Brotherhood of a War. You know, that was the, the, the sort of the English title.
0: Yeah. Um, so this is this director's sort of magnum opus. He's earned his chops in the Korean film industry and they're ready to throw some big budget at him and this is what he made out of it.
1: Mm-hmm. And Teguki uh is probably the most successful Korean War movie of all time. Mm. And it tells the story of uh, two brothers who are forcibly drafted into the South Korean army uh, at the outbreak of Korean War. Have you seen the? Film? I have.
0: It was a uh, number of years ago. I, I when did it come out? You said it was uh, two thousand
1: four. Uh, right so. around
0: when I saw it, because okay. uh, I got here in two thousand five. Oh, okay. And so it was right around one of my first experiences of Korea. That it was still buzzing, and when it got out on DVD, I said I'm going to grab that. And um, you know, it was bombastic and big and full sure. of you know brothers in war looking out for each other that kind of stuff
1: so for those who are not familiar with the film i'm just going to tell you a little bit about what the movie is about, about, about what the movie's about and take opens in the present uh but it quickly uh you know flashbacks back to 1950 uh, seoul mm-hmm. you know with the uh korean war you know about to fall on the heads of the film's two main characters so you have two brothers uh played by uh, Chang dong Gun and uh, Wan-bin. Mm. Uh, you know, one of them is a shoeshine boy, you know, with the aspiration of becoming a shoemaker. And the brother, the other brother, uh, you know, he's like a, a bookworm high schooler. And, you know, they have this very, you know, they're not wealthy uh, family, but they are happy. You know, they have a mother, they have uh, this lovely life, and then the war breaks out. Mm. Uh, and then one of the brothers uh, in this, you know, joined the army and then um of course you know the other uh, brother also in this and then you know you find these two brothers somehow on the other side of the the war are they on
0: opposite sides of the war uh, yes okay cuz i know that's a that's something you hear uh, not necessarily within a nuclear family, brother and brother, but sometimes cousins or things like that. They'll be on opposite sides. of so, the same So, war.
1: so what's it, what's really uh, complex about the Korean War is that, of course, uh, you know, it's to, it's the basically uh, you know it's a civil war. You yes. know, it's basically uh, the same. Uh, the Koreans are fighting each other. Yes. Uh, and um, what happens is that uh, you know that North Korea Im- first invaded South Korea, and then and then we were almost taken over, but then there was a uh, Land And then uh, we were able to kind of push back, uh, you know, further up north. And then uh, in between, you know, like, you know, people take sides and and, and then, you know, like you were you're South Korean, but then you were under the North Korean occupation, you know, for the uh, for a brief time. And during that time, uh, you get in, you know, kind of drafted uh, uh, as a North Korean soldier. So, yeah, it's not
0: always like you're opting for the North Korean vision of Korea. Sometimes they just throw you in the back of the truck. They take you up north and you're part of the uh, conscripts.
1: Mm -hmm. So, uh, the film, um, you know, really talks about the reality of of, of, uh, the uh, Korean War. And the story takes on a more sort of operatic and melodramatic tone toward the climax. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like I said, uh, you know, that the, these two, two brothers are finding each other on the opposite side of the, the war. And, uh, you know, if you're not a Korean person, you may find the story quite a little nationalistic, uh, and over the top. But, you know, for Koreans, it's a very heartbreaking story. Uh, and also the moment when these two brothers uh, face each other, you know, it's really, really, ah, uh, you know, gut wrenching and, uh, it really resonated with the audience here mm-hmm. and uh, so, in a way, these two brothers represented what the Korea was going through of course and uh, it's you know the, I wish the film were a little more subtle kind of as a filmmaker you' know, wanted this to be you don 't have to be too over the top, but still yeah
0: I, I, as a quite frankly uh, one so I find a lot of Korean movies are way overscored. The music is yanking your chain in all kinds of different directions when if they would just let the action happen, your emotions will go there anyway. Mm -hmm. I think this movie is like that. Um, Mm -hmm. But listen, at the end of the day, this is a meant to play with your emotions, right? It's not meant to be a realistic depiction of the war. It's meant to take you on an emotional rollercoaster. Well, I mean,
1: it's not an art film. It's more, yeah, it it is a popular uh, entertainment, uh, but uh, the film also, you know, worked really well with the Korean audience and uh, It uh, became one of the biggest uh, uh, successes of of the the, uh, Korean box office, Uh, and it attracted about uh, uh, close to like twelve million admissions.
0: Yeah, that's That's
1: huge. Yeah, what
0: is that? That's uh, that's like four people or something.
1: One one yeah quarter quarter of a yeah yeah people. Okay.
0: Alright, well, that's a, uh, that's pretty big success. You've, you mentioned there was another movie you wanted to talk about.
1: Yes, I want to talk about this other film called the yeah, Welcome to Dongmakgol.
0: Ah, uh, yeah. This might be a Korea on screen first, where I've actually seen the films that you're talking about, all of them <laughs> already. Usually you educate me about films I want to see. Right. But here I've actually seen them.
1: Yes, uh, uh, what do you remember
0: about this film? Uh, what was the young actress's name? Uh, Kang Hejong. Kang jung Yeah, from Old Boy. That's yes. right, that's mm-hmm. right. Uh, and she plays a slightly mentally challenged, uh, farm girl mm-hmm. in a hidden kind of valley Shangri-La known as Tong Gol. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is, the only Korean village to seemingly to have escaped war, which is raging all around, right? Yes. And so even I, with low knowledge of Korea at the time, I kind of got the message that this is a metaphor for Korean innocence, isn't it? Dong uh, I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> and then if, and just in case you haven't picked that up, the sort of mentally challenged, pure young woman is the human symbol of that. Uh, it is, you know, just... All emotion, all love, and uh, she doesn't reflect on things. Not, you should take yeah. over my <laughs> <laughs> section. No, no, so you're
1: yeah, absolutely right. So, so this film uh, came out in 2005, and it's based on, on a, a very popular uh, stage play uh, by filmmaker and playwright, Chang Jin. Mm. Uh, he actually produced the film. And, uh, it was directed by Pak yeon And the film was a commercial and critical success. And, um, so yeah, this, uh, story takes place in this, uh, small village in the middle of nowhere in Kangwon-do.
0: The, the word Dongmakol, does that have significance? Does that mean something? It's like, uh, doesn't it mean like horse alley or something like that? It,
1: it's just like this, this, uh, sm- like a little small village, uh, in the middle of nowhere. Okay. It, every, every kind of a region has its, uh, what they call a 동makgol. I see. Yeah. So it's not, uh, it uh, refers to to This particular uh, specific village, but okay. also it could mean like you know any village any of these sort of a village that's untouched by the uh you know the civilization and and, and, and the war and mm-hmm. and, uh, and so forth so the people in this village do not know that there was a war going on yeah. You know, because they're just in the middle of nowhere. And then this village, a group of North Korean soldiers who are fleeing, you know, and they end up in this village. And then in this village, they also meet uh, South Korean soldiers uh-huh. who are also fleeing. And then there's a U.S. Navy pilot who uh, crashed and, and he ends up here. Yeah. So you have this in this village, you, you have this uh, village people, but then you have... uh these soldiers, you know, who are stranded here, and of uh, first, there's a Mexican standoff uh, in the beginning, Mm-mm-mm. but then uh, they realize that they can't uh, bring violence to this village, and they start, you know, understanding each other.
0: So- a Mexican standoff, if you're just, uh, you know, tuning into that word, um, it's, I think it com- comes from like old cowboy movies, right? It's mm-hmm. big in Tarantino. It's where three or more parties have guns pointed at each other, and nobody can fire, because everybody will end up dead, right?
1: That's right. I mean, it was a John Woo, uh from the Hong Kong movies, uh, yeah. he really kind of made it more sort of uh, uh, popular, uh, you know, in those sort of uh, uh, Hong Kong noir films in uh, Better Tomorrow or The Killer. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Time is starting to catch up with us, but I just want to hammer home. I mean, this Dongmakkol thing, all of the various participants, they kind of forget the war themselves a little bit, don't they? Once they settle into Dongmakol, and it, it just calls to mind this sort of Korean central belief in a way, correct me if I'm wrong, that, you know, hey, world powers, if you would just... Leave us alone that the world brings war to us, we just want to do our thing
1: that 's right that 's right we are the victims here and uh, and because of, of course, in this film you have uh, uh sort of a in the climax you know uh, everything was kind of uh you know you 're coming to this kind of uh resolution and then and then u s uh military. Uh, of course, they send a rescue team to find this uh, pilot, and then and then you know it really reaches the sort of a, tra- a tragic uh, uh, mm-hmm. climax, you know. But um, you know, this film, you know, had a little bit of uh, was criticized for having a little bit anti-American uh, message, but yeah, that's I not sense
0: that. Yeah, but yeah. it's
1: it's not. Uh, I don't think uh, think of it as an anti-American uh, message. Yeah. It's more of a. Yeah, it is critical of. of uh, you got to
0: finish a film somehow, right? Yeah. So there you go. Those are two excellent movies to remember this occasion, ki, the Brotherhood of War, and welcome to Tongmakol Wonsook, thank you very much. Thank you. And that's Korea on screen. We're back with Planet Korea at the Korea War Museum in just a moment.